Is coronavirus going to be the detriment to the craft beer industry? CBA is definitely the detriment to Kona. Do you have a key lightful dog? Could finally start making you some money. This is It's All Beer. Welcome to It's All Beer. We are basically the coronavirus to the beer world. We are contagious, yet highly drinkable, a little bit skunky, refreshing with a little bit of lime, and deadly to about 1% of the population. I might be conflating two different things in that whole intro. <laughs> I'm Jeremy Jones. I'm Tyler Zimmerman. Uh, welcome to the uh, my quarantine space uh, today. I was going to say, uh, It's All Beer Quarantine Edition. <laughs> I mean, I was, I was going to go with the going viral edition, but uh, I mean, maybe that's too on the nose. <laughs> How are you doing today? Uh, better than you, apparently. So, I mean, it is weird. So I got a little bit of a cold. Um, He's got COVID-19. I totally have it. I, I totally have it. And I'm coughing all over Tyler. So that's, I'm patient zero. Uh, no, it is weird to have. Like, he is a, a woman in Ada County. <laughs> <laughs> The, uh, the, the, it's a little bit weird to have a, a little bit of a cold while this is going on, because you're like, well, this sucks. You're like, I swear, I'm not <laughs> contagious. This is, yeah, this is like the, this is like the last part where I, I'm just like sniffling a little bit. Just everybody calm down. Calm down, stop filing toilet paper whenever you're near me. <laughs> Seriously, I need to wipe my ass. This is, this is not. Hey, what are we drinking today? Uh, so you, speaking of abominations, <laughs> Jeremy, you brought us... The Star Jungle from Modern Times, a hazy Pilsner. Why the fuck are people trying to fuck with styles like that? <laughs> a Pilsner needs to be fucking clear. I'm about ready just to flip this table, say, fuck it, it's all beer, and just walk out. <laughs> Which is why I bought it. Um, so the idea that I, as it was sold to me was basically a, a, a Pilsner, right? With, uh, with Like a- hazy IPA dry hopping? Yeah, so it's it's dry hopped with a Nelson Sauvin and Mosaic, so it's it's a Pilsner but with New World hops. Yeah, taste still got that crisp, refreshing finish, mm-hmm. but you get that it's like a very crisp, hazy pale ale. It's actually I, ra- I rather like it because it's it's light, it's crisp, it's drinkable, and on the end you get this like little burst of tropical fruit that's like hazy IPA esque. Yeah, that's why I said super crisp, hazy pale ale. It still pisses you off. Oh, just the fact seeing hazy Pilsner on the fucking can just irks me. To be fair, when they first brought it up, I was my my first reaction was no, uh-uh, no, that's not okay. I don't care how delicious. Fuck off. Yeah, it's just, but I, I, I but yeah, here we are. I did have to try it, and I did had to, I did have to inflict it upon you. Also, I just want to give a quick shout out to Fort George right now. They just released a new sixteen ounce can of a non hazy pale ale. Oh, is that the uh, fans or IPA? Oh, is that the uh, the one with the comic book on the label? The fanzine. I haven't gotten that yeah. one. I have it. We I have it in the tap room, but I haven't gotten one yet. Is it good? I picked I picked up a can today. I haven't drank it, but I was I asked the person. I was like, "Is this another hazy?" And they're like, "No, it's actually like a regular IPA." I was like, "Holy fuck!" Hallelujah. I mean, I was I was so happy that that they came out with Suicide Squeeze again, which is still like a oh, it's delicious. Yeah, and I'm a whore for it. Um, and no matter what they do for the three way IPA. I'll get down on my knees and guzzle it. Uh-huh. Like a like a good hazy whore. I mean, then those magnetic fields, which was delicious. You're hazy. right there taking ropes to the face, Jeremy. So. Hey, you know what? It's it's what we have to do for delicious beer. <laughs> and we just totally took that dirty. I mean, I I feel like if that's if if that's not the first time, that's what it's very on brand for us. Very it on is. Brand. Uh 
but this is off-brand that we're getting ready to do. We're going to go a little dark here. Um, I mean, it's there, we have to talk about it because it's all everybody is talking about. Um, so Coronavirus! Is ruining everything. So, if you haven't noticed, I don't know, you've probably been in quarantine. Uh, every event ever has been getting canceled, postponed, rescheduled, fucked off to Mars... And basically, everyone is panicking. And I think I ran the numbers today. It's like a half a percent of like the American population is like infected. Something like that, but, or, or a little less. Um, but uh, yeah, they did. They did announce either today or yesterday that the uh, that the, the the big homebrew conference, um, the big craft brewing conference has been has been uh, uh, officially uh, canceled as well as the world beer cup mm-hmm. i i get first before i start ranting and bitching and moaning <laughs> it's gonna be I, one of those days all right everybody settle in <laughs> strap in everybody i do get why everyone's doing this it's the herd mentality to protect the immune weakened people you got to keep the healthy people healthy and spread everyone out to let it dissipate off and give you time i get that and i get canceling a huge conference where everyone's going to be drinking weakening their immune system not sleeping doing god knows what else and who else yeah yeah, for multiple days and then getting on a plane and heading back to where you come from right as well as holding a competition where there are to judge i'm not sure how many beer judges the world beer cup has but that is a massive amount of entries that come in, so I can only imagine it's a huge amount of judges. Mm-hmm. And you can attest to this. Judging for a beer competition, you're all crammed into a bunch of tables, mm-hmm. close together, drinking and sipping beer and talking real close to each other, so someone's going to get sick. I mean, it's not like we're like sitting... We're not like gathered around like a card table licking each other's eyeballs, but... I mean, it's yeah, it's confined. It's it's, it's a confined area, and it's usually a conference room in a hotel. So it's not it's not an ideal thing when there's a pandemic going on. No. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, it, yeah, I'm not saying you're in a Nike sweatshop, but you know, we only very occasionally like spit each other, spit the beer up in each other's mouths like baby birds, yeah. um, and only for like certain categories. I mean, it's fine for like it's it's fine for like uh, uh, like the, your bigger beers, your stouts, your porters, but it, you, you lose a lot of the hot flavor if you do that with an IPA or something. Yeah, and and your traditional sours, not yeah. the kettle sours, no, traditional barrel aged sours. It's how you get like yeah. a le- little bit more flavor. Is we that's like the traditional goose. You yeah, just, you just baby bird it, baby bird it between each other. Yeah, that's how that. That is not how that goes. <laughs> Before anybody's like, like writing this down, going, huh. We have to try that. Please don't try that. <laughs> I mean, not just because there's a, 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 a pandemic, but also just in general for the love of all that's good and holy. Please don't, please, <laughs> please don't, please don't do that. <laughs> but so on that, I do understand why they are doing it. But the part that is getting me is this is going to be most craft breweries are small businesses, and when everyone's panicking, going out to stock up. And staying at home, not going out, not going to events. A lot of these businesses, especially small businesses, are going to take a hit. I mean, if you look at sports bars right now, their numbers are starting to drop because there's no sports left. I mean, it, yeah, that's there's there's nothing on the, on television. Plus, people were already starting to go out less because 
of the coronavirus and not wanting to get sick. So people were already starting to stay at home a little more. And then, yeah, you add no sports to watch. Why the fuck are you going to a sports bar? Um, Concert venues are taking a hit because all the shows are getting postponed and canceled. To be fair, there was one I wanted to go see. The Young Dubliners are in town, and I didn't cancel it because of the coronavirus. I canceled it so that we could sit here and do this horse shit. So... Did it get canceled? No, it's still going on. It's really? Going on, it's going on as we speak. I am surprised by that. Yeah, Where's um, it at? Oh, it's a revolution. Oh, because I know the Knitting Factory canceled or pro- postponed all their shows because yeah. I was supposed to go to a show in a couple weeks. They got bloop. Uh, Tree Fort, the big music fest here in Boise, postponed till September, which I'm really curious to see how it does in September. I mean, that's going to be interesting to see if they can, to, to, you know, to get the momentum back going again. Yeah, and competing with football. I feel like that's a no-brainer. I mean, who's going to... People really going to stay home and watch football and not go out to Ale for it? Uh, some diehards in, in the local community. If people are traveling in, they're not going to care. But some of the local presence that would come out, I could see maybe losing a little of that. Also, I know a lot of the local downtown businesses, hotels, all that. Tree Fort was kind of that big boost in the first quarter of the year. To get them set up for summer. So not having that, I'm curious to see how some companies do. Yeah, fair enough. Um, although I, yeah, I imagine that they would have to go back to be, before there was a tree fort. Um, although there's more hotels now, so that might be... And more beer bars. Um, but, um, I mean, aside from everything being canceled, um, the, the big question that everybody is asking is, well, what does this mean in general? But specifically, what does this mean for craft beer? Because that's the first question I ask. Am I still going to get good beer? Is that? Yeah. Um, and short answer, nobody fucking knows. Literally nobody. The last time anything anywhere close to this happened was the Spanish flu in 1918. And craft beer wasn't a thing. You go back a hun- <laughs> go back in time 100 years and tell them what we've been up to right about now. And they're, you get to glitter beer. You're going you're gonna to blow somebody's fucking head off. <laughs> Or they'll blow your yeah, mouth. Yeah, or something. They're gonna be like, you, wait, you did what to beer? We, we put glitter in it. Why? <laughs> That's it. I'm, I'm fighting for the Germans. I'm fighting for the Germans. This is horse shit. <laughs> at least they respected beer. At least, at least they have the Reheitskabat. They wouldn't... Uh, uh, glitter? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> so, um, yeah. Um, so no good relevant in- info. Uh, but we can speculate, as everybody is doing... And I actually found a. I think you found an article in Brewbound that yes. was, um, and I found one in uh, uh, in the Chicago Times by Josh Knoll. Um, he makes a few educated guesses. Um, the most obvious thing we can say, and we kind of hit upon it, if you're any business dependent on travel or conventions or large gatherings, sporting events, concerts, strapping, it's going to be rough. I mean. No, it's not even rough. It's non-existent right now. It's yeah. gone. And I have seen some people speculating that some insurances aren't going to cover this as like a unforeseen circumstance. Really? So I'm curious to see if anyone tries to like file a claim under like their brewer's insurance for the tap room being dead. Because I know some breweries here in town were able to actually do that during snowpocalypse. Really? When people weren't getting out. To just try to help float them a little. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, there are there are some indications that well, and you kind of mentioned this too. There are some indications that even having a spot downtown um, 
maybe detrimental is people just avoid places where I mean they avoid the trendy places where they know a lot of people go um, and they know will be popular. So if you're located in that trendy restaurant district, um, the amount of foot traffic heading to your brewery might be tapering off a little bit. And the rent not changing. And the rent's not changing, which, although conversely, might be a boon to like smaller neighborhood uh, tap rooms where people, I mean, here's the thing. I'm not entirely convinced that people are going to be able to contain themselves for very long. I'm at most a week, maybe two, then they'll start looking around, going, "Fuck it, I'm I, I want a beer. I, I, I don't want to. I, I want to get out of the house." The the tap room down the street. It's you know there. It's like ten people there on on a given day. It's fine. That one's fine. You know, and I know yeah. most of the people there anyway. Yeah, and I I think we will see that in a couple weeks. D- potentially, I mean, no one knows how long this thing, again, this chaos this is, is going to go. This is speculation. I mean, again, yes, yeah. complete speculation. Uh, from everything I've seen and just from my personal experience, I think off-prem sales, so your grocery stores, uh, and be- really the beer to go, and even the article on Brewbound talked about this, uh, those will take a bump because everyone's already going to stock up on toilet paper. Don't know fucking why, but... <laughs> So if you're paper. already at the store waiting in line for an hour, you're going to buy some beer because the, you're expecting to be home. So if you got to deal with your family and your kids, might as well be drunk. I mean, there there, there is every indication. Uh, anecdotally, there's no hard numbers yet. But, I mean, anecdotally, there's a lot of indication that people are stocking up on package, which might um, which might offset some of the uh, some of the losses in a tap room. Although a couple of things, I mean, first, first and foremost, the the way the, worse margins. On yeah, it. way worse margins for the brewer for the brewery. Um, two, um, there's no. It might be, again, no data, but the speculation is there that maybe in this time they go. You know what? The stock market is also tanking. My four hundred one k just went away. It's Paps time, baby. Yeah. I'm not splurging on craft beer during during this. I'm gonna get me a cube of uh, Paps Blue Ribbon and and or uh, just go straight to liquor. You know that. Hey, the out the liquor is dual purpose. Not, not only do you can use it to sanitize surfaces, um, you can use it to sanitize yourself. <laughs> um, but. And there's been nationally just some huge changes and closures this Brewbound article actually goes over where it's affecting more than just the small guys Mm -hmm. or the medium-sized guys. Sierra Nevada is still going to keep their brewery and tap rooms open, but they're ramping up sanitizing efforts. Uh, They are removing check presenters to limit the spread of germs. They They discard coasters and crayons after each use are switching to laminated or single-use menus, removing condiment bottles, replacing them with single-use packets. Um, They've canceled all the events in their event space, and tours are suspended. Um, Then you've got Treehouse Brewing in Charlton, Massachusetts. They are suspending their draft offerings, uh, only doing package to go, uh, and asking people standing in line for cans to stay 10 feet apart, they built a windowed wall at the can point of purchase to minimize person-to-person contact, and it's not accepting cash. I I, I I read that, and I immediately in my head like envisioned like 
almost an airlock where you like walk in the weird spray stuff from every pl- every plague uh, uh, movie I've ever seen like sprays you down. Mm-hmm. You walk up to a window. And, um, do, do you have the Julius? Yep. Yeah, yeah, we got that. Can I can I can I have like a case of that? And then they put it in. They have like a little like bank teller yeah. window Shunk. <laughs> where they put it in. Close the doors and say, okay, you can op- now open your doors to grab it out. Close that. <laughs> Exaggerating, but that's exa- what went through my mind. was okay. Honestly, what probably happened is they, on the line, like, spray-painted marks, hey, don't stand within this. Uh, that's that's much less interesting than what's going on in my head. But, yeah. But most things are. Uh, and then seeing, like, uh, Guinness, their brewery in Baltimore, is closed until further notice. It's canceled its St. Patrick's Day events and offering full refunds to ticket Jesus. holders. Jesus, I've missed that. You know shit's serious when Guinness is going, we need to cancel St. Patty's Day. Yeah. I mean, so that's... Chicago canceled their St. Patty's Day events. There's like, there, there's like, there, that's just one of those things that, I mean, the, the, the first indication like, holy shit, this is actually something, is when the NBA decided that they were canceling their entire season. All these sporting events getting canceled... All the people that run those are greedy as fuck. So the fact that they're passing on money means that this might be something that they're a little worried about. Like the NCAA is the most greedy entity in the United States. They don't even play pay their employees, the student athletes. So the fact that they are canceling the one tournament that funds 80% of their year... The views expressed uh, against the NCAA are... The, oh, the NCAA <laughs> can lick my grundle. Um, his name is Tyler Zimmerman, and uh, he can be found... Uh, I'll draw you a map to find it. <laughs> the, where Him or your grundle? Both. <laughs> I mean, basically, the map will be to him, and then the grundle is, like, down to the left. <laughs> uh, and then Cigar City canceled its annual... Hanapu's Day, uh, Firestone Walker postponed its 2020 Firestone Walker Invitational Beer Festival. Uh, and it just keeps going on and on. Uh, the James Beard Foundation has postponed the 2020 James Beard Awards until the summer. They announced today that the gala was slated for May 4th in Chicago. And so that's a massive event. Right. That doesn't just relate to beer, it's food, Mm -hmm. everything. So it's got a lot of people taking the utmost precautions. Right. Um, And speaking of sports, I mean, like we we, we were kind of hitting upon, um, that's going to be a huge... uh, hit to the the industry in general. I mean, we're talking not only craft beer, but uh, your big breweries um, with you know NBA hockey, you know NCAA, PGA, uh, AB InBev just decided not to release the new ad they had with Michelob Ultra and a professional golfer Brooks Kepka. Since golf got canceled right now, they are holding off on releasing that commercial until it's back up. Jesus. Um, I mean, basically, you're first of all, you're losing, of course, the high volume sales at the stadium. Hundred um, percent. You're going to lose a lot of sales from the smaller gatherings at homes, um, bars. sports bars. Um, but here's a part of it that I thought was interesting. Um, you're going to lose the one of the last major advertising venues 
for beer in general and for craft beer because if you think about it, especially with how most people consume media, especially television, you know, a lot of people are streaming and live sporting events are one of the few times that people will like sit down and actually a good a good a good number of people will sit down and like suffer through the commercials. Yeah. And of course they may be on their phone, but they if it's something catchy enough, they will look up. Right. I mean, and so, you know, or they'll that's when they go take a piss or get more snacks. Mm-hmm. I mean, but the point is the commercials are running and it's one of the few times you actually have people's even like sort of kind Half of attention. attention. Yeah. So, um, you know, obviously that mostly affects the big breweries who go in huge uh, to put uh, advertising on uh, on major sporting events. But smaller breweries have made some inroads on that recently, not only in like sponsorships for stadiums. Um, NHL. Right. Um, and in advertising, I mean, the biggest one coming to mind is the is the uh, the Brewers Association's commercials um, for the for on the, CBS Sports, right? Um, th- those uh, the that money comes the, the money being spent there. I mean, if you don't see a return on investment, that's a much bigger deal. I mean, AB InBev can toss a million dollars down a dark hole. In fact, they've done it a few times. Um, you can't do that even if you're a fairly large, I mean, you can, I don't think you can do that even if you're Sierra Nevada or, or, uh, or Sam Adams, or at least you can't absorb that quite as easily. No, I was going to say, and I know Sam Adams has been doing a lot more like sporting advertising, uh, especially for like their Sam 76 and different things like that. Um, and I think it's those like, those like little unintended consequences that I find a the most interesting because it's I mean I think the I think everybody sort of kind of knows the uh the okay yeah beer on site's going to go down beer and package is going to go up but what are like the weird the weird things that were that, the unanticipated things um but um uh one other a couple other points uh Molson Coors and several other large breweries have basically canceled all unnecessary travel uh, so they won't be sending representatives out across the country or to different market visits if it's not dire to the company. Um, as well as some breweries are encouraging p- fans to come support their on-premise side by buying gift cards to go use at a later date. I've seen that. I- I've already seen that pop up on social media for restaurants and what have you. Yeah. Go out, buy a gift card from your favorite restaurant, taproom, brewery. And actually, I had somebody do that t- today, where t- where where they were like, "Hey, we want to get gift." I they didn't specify it was for that, but, but it was kind of I couldn't help but wonder, like, is that what's going? On? I mean, I'll sell you a gift card. I, I mean, mean, the hard part I have with that is if I let's let's say ninety percent of your core customers come in and do that, right? And then they all come in four weeks later when everything's kind of blown over, and that two weeks you just have gift cards coming in. You still have that sales slump because. I think the idea, though, is that I the mean, idea comes from a good spot. Yeah, but I still think. I mean, the idea is you're blunting. I mean, instead of like a gigantic crater in your budget. Yeah. I mean, after it, after this is all blown up. Well, first of all, I think it's unrealistic to assume that ninety percent of your customer base is going to do that. I was. But I understand. Yeah, but, proving you know, a point. And so, yeah, if that happens and you're just moving the giant crater over a few weeks yeah. and you're still fucked. But I think the idea is that... Uh, it, it's going to be spread out. Yeah, it's gonna... you're, 
you're gonna still take a hit, but it's a it's a wider it's it's a big wider it's, crater that you can kind of it's more leveled. Yeah, easier to crawl out of. Uh, the big thing I have is not necessarily like the companies, but the employees of the companies, specifically here in Idaho. Your servers, your wait staff, and like that, because in Idaho, minimum wage if you're tipped three twenty five an hour. Yep. And Which is awesome. If they can't go to work because they're sick and not allowed to come in, okay, you got no money coming in then. Uh, secondly, if let's say you even are able to go to work, but no one's walking in, three twenty five an hour ain't paying any fucking bill. Nope. I mean, most of their money came from tips, and so. That's that's not even enough money to pay for the gas you use to get to work to to pay for the fucking taxes. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, that's where you could see some people take a huge impact. And I know a lot of the NBA player, the like big name NBA stars, have actually came out. Uh, one on the New Orleans Pelicans. He's a rookie this year. Got drafted number one overall. Huge contracts. Said he will pay all the arena staff who's hourly paid. He's paying their salary for up to one month. Oh, that's a, that's that's wonderful, actually. Um, a couple other NBA players said they're gonna put a hundred grand in a pot to help pay any employees' salaries. Anyone else can donate to this for any hourly in, uh, arena staff employees. I think we can so, all agree that's awesome. And yeah. when this is over, I, I I would buy them a beer. Yeah, you know. So you got that happening, but that. Only hits small affected spots where I'm kind of looking broad stroke. Right. If a lot of these restaurants take a big downturn and have to run off skeleton crews. Then you're going to see, I mean, that's where you start seeing, I mean, and I've read more than one article about this being, about this like being the precursor to a recession, kind of the the thing that triggers it, which actually um, I kind of wanted to, to, to get into. Um Let's let's assume that it didn't happen. I mean, I think we've talked about because the craft beer was sort of coming into its own during the last recession, um, two thousand eight. Um, you know, you had like the you had like the second generation breweries start really hitting their stride. I mean, they were it was way after Sierra Nevada and New Belgium and. Um, Dogfish Head. I mean, the, there, it's, it's after the, the, the that first generation of breweries that started in the '80s. They were well into it by that point in time. But um, since then, I mean, the industry is what tripled. Yeah. If that, I mean, More. I, I yeah. mean, I don't, I don't know the numbers off the top of my head, but somewhere around the long, long lines of, I mean, I want to say that that I mean, well, here in here in Idaho, there was probably like four. Uh, breweries, maybe five. Yeah. Um, that, there's more than that now. 100%. Um, in the Chicago Tribune article, they were talking about in Chicago at the time, there were like, um, or in Illinois, there were like 100. And there's more than, there's like over, there was well over uh, a few, uh, about one and a half thousand. Damn. So, um, you, so, the, so the answer is you've got an entire industry that's grown up completely sans recession mm-hmm. um 
What is the future for craft beer? Let's assume, I mean, just just a normal recession, you know, just like not even not, not even, even two thousand eight scale, but not even, let's say let's not even factor in something like uh, uh, like the 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 coronavirus. Just a normal everyday people in Wall Street are greedy motherfuckers. Uh, they screw up, and the whole thing, the, the house of cards tumbles. Um, I mean, what are your what do you think? What what are your thoughts on craft beer? Just that. I think. Craft beer will stick around because they're, but we're going to have a big industry shakeout. Yes. We're, it, it, it'll be the market correction and you'll, let's say, I could see, let's say if Treasure Valley had 15 breweries mm-hmm. in it, somewhere around there, if a decent recession were to come out, I'd say it'd probably drop it down to 10, 12, somewhere in there. That's not a bad, I mean, that's kind of, I mean, I think what you, I think what you end up with, well, first of all, let's, you know, let's thank the gods that our, our industry is sort of kind of recession proof. People, you know, even if they don't have drink money. Drink when they're happy, drink when they're sad. People still want to drink beer. And actually what we found out during, during 2008, 2009 you know, when they were looking at that and they were expecting craft beer to actually, you know, even then they were like, what's going to happen to craft beer? Yeah. What they found out was, is that, yeah, it slipped, but not nearly as much as every other luxury did. Yeah. Because craft beer became... Un- the one luxury they're willing to spend on. The one luxury they... It was affordable luxury. So mm-hmm. it was one they could afford. So, I mean, while you couldn't go out, you couldn't make that trip to fucking Costa Rica or whatever your shit are doing. Yeah. You can't afford a $100 or bottle of wine. you're not going to Pliny the Younger Days, but you're still going to go to the brew pub down the road and have you, a couple beers. You can still like you can still stop by your local bottle shop, look at the look at the uh, the shelf and go, "You know what? I can spend 10 bucks on this really nice beer. I've mm-hmm. I've earned at least that." It's an affordable yeah. luxury. So, uh, I And most of the time at bars in that it's priced a dollar to two dollars more, like per pint than a domestic. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if I walked up to you and said you want a dollar, most people are gonna be like, "Nah, I'm good." Or it's it's like people tossing pennies. Yes, right. it adds up over the long run, but in people's minds, what's a buck more? And it's higher alcohol, so I have to have less of them. But I mean, what I've noticed, I mean, in craft beer, is that I mean, the price—it's not that the price doesn't matter, but people will people are willing to pay the price to get what they want. Mm-hmm. You know, there is—I don't run into very often. Do I think twenty-four dollars four packs of hazy IPAs are going to be flying off the shelves if a recession comes? No. See, now but. there, I would actually argue with you because I think, all right, are they going to slow down? Yes. yes. Um, but will they still be moving at a rate that keeps that on the shelf? Yeah. Because again, you're talking about, you're, I mean, you're, that's an exorbitant price for a four pack of beer, essentially four beers, but two things. Number one, it's still cheaper than going out. And if you really like that style, then you're You're going to do it. You're going to do it. Now the, you, you go down the aisle and you know, the, 30 hazy IPAs are probably going to narrow down. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that 
uh, yeah, they're going to buy less. But I was going to say, but that core flagship West Coast IPA sitting right next to it is going to look a lot more appetizing. You're not wrong. Yeah. At $9 a six-pack. I mean, well, and even Sierra Nevada's uh, hazy little thing may get a boost because, I mean, it's not it's not exactly the same as, like, you know, your, your treehouse or your... Uh, heady Topper. But it's a solid hazy IP. It is a solid shelf-stable hazy, which is, again, a hard thing to manage. And so, yeah, hazy little thing, you know, and there, you, may, you may see a little bit of, like, the inferior good phenomenon kick in where you're, like, people are, are going, well, I usually like this beer, but uh, this one's cheaper, so I'll get more of that. But I... It's close enough for yeah. a, a small enough price. But on the other hand, I also see, because, let's face it, your best world-class beers are what? Like, top, 30 bucks a bottle. I mean, you could, there are some, there, there are some insane ones. There's like a great big gap in there. But, I mean. Most, like, killer beers, I, I, I'd i say top out usually 20 bucks a bottle. Yeah, 25. I mean, yeah. You, I mean, let's say 30 bucks is where it gets insane. You know, but and they and they exist, and then yeah. there's like a then there's like a no man's land, and then it like you got s- stuff that you know like Sam Adams, mm-hmm. I think it's Utopia, Utopias. yeah, that you know it's like three hundred bucks a bottle, yeah, you know which is I mean that's stupid, but yeah, Sam Adams releasing the worldwide stout in Utopia barrels, like this month. <laughs> not the best timing guys you know but it I, I can't tell if it's I can't tell if it's stupid or stupid like a fox yeah I mean again the thing I want to stress is that nobody knows and here's and here's the interesting thing um let's bring it back to let's bring it back to not a normal recession because this one isn't everybody's watching this if it happens yeah it won't be it um everybody's watching this weekend with a certain amount of interest because it's St. Patty's Day weekend so to speak Typically a huge on-premise holiday. Right. And everybody's kind of like, this is like the first test of like these new conditions. Like, are people going to, are people going to go out? Are they going to like, you know, are they, are, are they going to stay home? Are they going to go out to like, are they going to go, well, I'm not going downtown because there's a lot of people there, but I'll still go out to, you know, so-and-so's tap room or that pub because there's only like 20 people there. That should be fine. Yeah. Or are people just going to say, throw caution in the wind and say, fuck it, we don't care, woo! Let's get wasted! I mean, there are still those people. And God bless you too. Yeah. (laughs) They're trying to market correct themselves. (laughs) They're like, we will cover the cost! I mean, you're a danger to yourself and everybody else. But, I mean, respect where respect is due. Yeah. (laughs) You are a danger to your... Here's the thing. You people are a danger to yourself and everyone else... Always, so this is very on brand. So I respect, <laughs> I respect your commitment to, you know, that message. Um, but maybe stop. <laughs> but I know you won't. So you, you, you guys, you do you. <laughs> but everybody is kind of watching it to see what's going to happen. This will be like the first little bit of data we are, we're going to have. And I'm actually looking in kind of a perverted way, kind of like. I'm kind of watching with a little bit of sick interest going, Mm -hmm. what is going to happen? And no one knows what's going to happen after that. I mean, it could be two weeks of bum sales, and then everyone just goes, okay, uh, the worst is over, or we're all infected, and 
Time to start partying again, and it just recorrects right back up. I mean, it can go either two way. We could be we could be a, a week away from Mad Max, or we all like peek our heads out after a week and like so 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 it's fine. It it it's it's fine. Oh, all right. Okay, <laughs> I, I kind of want a beer then. I'd, I'd like three beers, please. Three beers in my face right now. Can you pour three beers in my face? I want three beers in my face. Give me three beers in my face right now. I want three beers in one cup. <laughs> and that's how they made a very sick porno. Um, but uh, and we, I also want to like talk about. I mean, it's also I think it's gonna be highly dependent on where the fuck you are because um, we here in Idaho have been uh, hitherto and still to a certain extent largely like isolated from this we just had our first confirmed case uh what about an hour ago uh four o'clock okay so a couple hours before we started recording so i mean yeah um and prior to that it was and you told me the date i loved it it was like idaho west virginia alabama lost this morning okay so it came down to west virginia idaho in the championship of who gets corona last west virginia won just out of straight moonshine so I'm, I'm I'm guess I mean what this is telling us is that crazy rednecks have a, an immunity, or they just don't believe in science but, and won't get tested. Um, I mean I I still agree. Just straight moonshine out of a still <laughs> is what's keeping West Virginia healthy. Well, I mean I guess there's only one way to test that. We like we purposely infect you with Corona and then we just let you go about your business. Because, I mean, again, I've seen you next to a moonshine still. You look natural in that environment. <laughs> <laughs> you you only look truly at home, actually. <laughs> so, I mean, the answer is, you know, see what that might be the cure. It's just, is, uh, is, is just straight up white lightning. <laughs> 180 proof moonshine. We, we might have we we might have been sitting on the uh, uh, the the vaccine all along. It's being brewed in the mountain of Appalachia by a guy named Bubba with no teeth and an overall with nothing else. Yeah, just just one strap uh, uh, unveiling a really disturbing nipple. That's really hairy. <laughs> this guy has a fat chew in and about three teeth. And he is our last hope for survival. Oh God, help us all. <laughs> Can't read, but <laughs> um, bottom line, the the thing I kind of took away from the Chicago Tribune article is that it could go either way. It could be a strange good thing for craft beer. It might we might look back and you know we might our our brewery Deadpool might become a real one. Fuck right. Um, that'll be a little bit uh, morbid, but. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, what happens if a brewery goes out of business that we had on our Deadpool list? Is that uh, like half a point? Ooh, that's a good that's a good question. Um I alright, I submit that we you get points for the sale, but not or you get like a, a ooh, that's a good question. A half a point for dying? A half a point for dying, maybe. <laughs> I don't know, I don't want to factor it I don't wanna I don't wanna wanna win by half a point. Jeremy, Listen, okay. No one might win. <laughs> Actually, no, let's, keep, let's let's think about this. All right, we it was one point for the buyer, two points for the uh, for the for the buyee. So if they go under, you just get the one point. Okay, I can I can All accept right. that. All right, there we go. The it rules is have, decided. The rules have been amended. I will post it somewhere that the rules have been amended for the uh, for the coronavirus. We are sick individuals. I am so sorry. Why are you still listening? <laughs> You're deep down inside a terrible person, too. Well, should we get to some better news? Um, I mean, at this point in time, literally anything would do that, so let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, one thing I just want to throw out. Uh, I don't know if anyone listening is a Westworld fan. I have watched a couple of episodes. Great show. Uh, the new Actually, season the- comes out on Sunday. I watched the first season. I started watching the second season. Didn't get into it as second much. Second season wasn't as good as the first, but I saw someone tweet out and they go, God, the Westworld premiere on Sunday is going to be like an hour of feel-good television. <laughs> and I was like, after seeing the news the past 48 hours, yes. <laughs> I, it's been it, it's been rough. Uh, uh, um, although I'm, 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 I'm looking at... I'm looking at uh, 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 the stock market with uh, with a certain amount of the, the, the same idea, like ooh, fire sale. Yeah, fuck. not not gonna lie, I'm kind of looking at it going, yeah, maybe I maybe I'll make make a bit of money. But anyway, you're, you're... <laughs> enough about the boomer remover. Uh... <laughs> Please tell me that's not what they're calling it. That's what apparently some kids are calling it now. Oh my god, is boomer remover. Oh, that is delightful and awful. I'm like, that's fucked up. I've made I mean, some terrible jokes during this time. But that one takes I mean, the cake and I give you a round of applause. I mean, you're going right to hell when you die. But you're getting a good seat. <laughs> you're not passing. You're not going to purgatory. You pass that and go straight to hell. Don't collect $200. Oh, we here at, at, at Zalbeer do not to endorse the phrase boomer remover. Although we do find it funny. <laughs> Because we, like you, are kind of terrible human beings. <laughs> yep. All right. Um, <laughs> something that's not fucking COVID-19 news now. Um, this article... Boomer it, remover. <laughs> call it by its right name. <laughs> not. I'm not. Uh, this article came out of Brewbound from uh, Justin Kendall and Jessica Infante. Um, my favorite lifestyle brand, Kona, is basically the thing keeping the Craft Brewers Alliance uh, up and running. Also, you guys can't see the amount of pain that went through Jeremy's body as he said <laughs> lifestyle brand. It's a it's it's a running joke. Go uh, go uh, check out the uh, uh, episode Dude Bro on a Beach and something else. I don't know. I call yeah. it. Um, oh, no, it was a Van Theft Auto and Dude Bro Dude on Bro a beach. beach. And that's where I first found out that. Kona is a lifestyle brand, and I was introduced to the concept of a lifestyle brand, and I... It's made his life worse. I've been a angrier person since. Not as angry as Tyler, but... Tyler hungover. <laughs> oh, Tyler hungover is a different breed. <laughs> Which I did talk to someone today, they were like, your hangover podcast? For one, you sounded like shit and real rough. Two, <laughs> funniest podcast you guys have done, because you were just so angry. <laughs> Um, last year, and I'm quoting the article here, the quote, Hawaiian themed craft beer brand. Can't help but wonder if that is Brewbound's words or post lawsuit Kona's words. Um, probably post lawsuit. Um, for those of you who are not up to speed, Kona was a brewery that started in Hawaii, um, uh, and brew and marketed their beer as you know beer from Hawaii or brewed in brewed in the islands or they they market themselves as a Hawaiian brewery. Uh, turns out, surprise surprise, they were actually brewing most of their beer. Uh, every beer, all the beers that were being sold on the mainland was brewed in Oregon. Um, not a good look. Someone sued them and they settled. I think last year, but uh, yeah, late last year, almost it, with it like five six months ago. Anyway, um, at that. During that last year, they shipped a grand total of 474,800 barrels. 
That's a 4% increase from the year before, and which they attribute mostly to Big Wave and Gold Cliffs, their flagship uh, Golden Ale and IPA, respectively. So Kona is doing pretty well for a for a beer uh, for a brewery of their size yeah. and their reach. Trouble is, the albatross around Kona's neck is every single other brand <laughs> in the CBA. Um, the, now, the CBA, the Craft Brewers Alliance, um, they described Kona as basically their cornerstone. Yeah, AB InBev didn't buy the CBA, it bought Kona. Oh, clearly. Um, the company as a whole going into the deal, and they and uh, you might you might uh, uh, remember, if not, again, go back. Just If you haven't listened to all of our episodes, what's wrong with you? Um, last year, uh, AB InBev announced they were buying, a, buying all of, uh, of the CBA, not just a, what, 30%? They had a 33.3%. Um, but... Um, yeah, the company was in the shitter. Uh, Widmere's numbers uh, from the same time period uh, are were down eleven percent. Yep. Uh, Red Hook down sixteen percent. Surprise, not more. Um, Omission, which is Widmere's um, gluten free, gluten reduced brand, down by five percent. Terrible beers. And all of the brands combined down by four, and that would be Appalachian Mountain, uh, Cisco Brewers, Square Mile Ciders, and Widwood. Um, overall, the CBA recorded 38.2 million in the fourth quarter, down from 44 million in 2018. So, I mean, the crux of the story is, uh, Kona's killing it, not enough to make up the rest of the shitstorm. They need to cut the dead weight. Um, now, why does this matter? Well, it does shed some light as to why the shareholder, well, first of all, uh, when it first came out in November that this was happening, it wasn't a done deal yet. And a couple of things needed to happen. First of which was the shareholders had to vote on it, which they did with a 98% majority. Shocker. <laughs> Although I still got to give AB InBev the fact that they just tanked that stock price by backing out of the deal first, paid the fee, and then cashed in like someone buying stock right now on the stock exchange. Yeah, that was actually that was actually mentioned where um, um, that that they they had an option back in August to buy it. Well, they either had to make it. They remind had, me. They either had to make it. It was op- a court ruling, so they had to pay current stock or they had to pay like a set amount per share. Yeah, or pay twenty. Pay, uh, twenty or it's twenty million. That was, one. It was a twenty million. That was in the article. It's twenty million dollars. And then by not doing that, they drove the share price down enough that even with pay, if you calculate paying in the fee, they still made like $150 million extra. It was something outrageous. And we talked about it in that podcast episode. Um, so, so yeah, AB InBev got a hell of a deal on Kona. Um, the, although this does lead, this does like beg the question, okay, so you, you go, you have one good brand and a bunch of shitty ones um i found this interesting because this is where the article kind of leaves off um the turd is firmly in ab InBev's backyard here's what here's what they're planning on doing this actually comes from the cba no one from ab InBev has mentioned what their what what their plans are but it was quote they're going to be suspending the earnings conference calls going forward which okay you know, hey, why do you need to be reminded that you you, you bought a shitstorm? You're stone? losing money. And AB InBev is going to be, quote, providing forward-looking guidance. 
They're going to kill him. <laughs> I mean, Widmere's already closed tap rooms in Portland, which we've mentioned. Old Yeller's on his way out back right now, and the gun's getting loaded. <laughs> I mean, he's in the shed, and yeah. Uh, this. I mean, that's what immediately I thought. I'm like, uh-oh, this is not bode... This is not bode well for Widmere and Red Hook. I could see AB and Bev keeping like the Red Hook ESB and Widmere Hef brewing it themselves and just package, and then just be like, okay, we're focusing on Kona. Everything else. Um. Well, maybe keep the. I mean, the other, the the other ones. I I don't know. Pick and choose. I I'm less familiar with. I know Square Mile Cider kind of sorta. Yeah. It's shit. It's cider. What do you want from it? Um, I've actually had some Winwood. It's not bad. Um, I didn't know they were CBA at the time, um, but um, I, I don't know. Maybe the, old, the, the those other ones like give you that little bit of craft cred because um, I think tracing those back to ABM Bev is harder. But uh, but yeah, I think that's kind of what I'm thinking is that Widmere officially becomes what we already assume they are, which is they half. now just produce the half, which is sad because there was a time when Whitbeer was really producing some good stuff. Um, although one of the things that I loved that they were doing way back when was the snowplow. It was like the first like sweet stout I ever had. Mm. Um, they actually brought it back this year, or at oh. least I found it uh, this last year. Yeah, it's not great. <laughs> It was little. I, I I saw it. I want to say you know, one of the local taps. I'm like, I'll take a. I remember that being delicious. Take a chance on that and took a drink. I'm like, that's what I get for taking a chance on Widmere anymore. Uh, Red Hook. Actually, every once in a while, I find I get uh, a bottle of theirs. The peaches for f- the peaches for me, uh, a peach IPA, mm. was good. Um. I haven't had anything else from them. Oh, the Bollard Imperial IPA was okay. Oh yeah, the big Bollard. Still see that in a lot of stores. But. Every once in a while, but um, the uh, uh, the weird thing is, is like in every grocery store, I still see like Red Hooks um, IPA. Don't see the ESB at all. Really? Which is weird. I don't, or at least here locally, I don't see the ESB distributed, but I do see their IPA. Um, I'm pretty sure the same. It's the same IPA that I saw a year ago, and we'll see next year. I just think they just move it because AB InBev throws them the money to keep the shelf space and nobody gives a shit. Yeah. So, um, but uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens to those brands. Yeah, I I think a lot of them are going to get the hooks. Like, I, I think they'll keep like one or two beers from each of those breweries just to, like you said, hold a spot on the shelf. Well, with the Widmere Hef, for example, is like is a staple, and I yeah. think you know. Although the article mentions that its numbers are down, um, like it's down six percent, which contributed a lot to a, the Widmere's overall drop of eleven percent. Um, it's still like the quintessential American, American wheat, wheat American wheat beer, and it's still one of those beers where I go if I go out somewhere that's not really a craft beer bar, and they've got Budweiser cores. I haven't seen Widmere Hef on tap in probably a year and a half, two years. I still see it every once in a while. Uh, I mean, in passing, I'm like, oh, they got Widmere Hef. That's adorable. What else do you have? They're trying to be a craft brew bar. I mean, it, you lost that when you you, you, you became AB InBev, but you're adorable. I'm sorry. <laughs> I do miss you. You guys were making some good stuff. Uh, I wish you would again. Uh, but That went dark in a hurry. Tyler... <laughs> 
Say something happier. Oh, uh, well, you know what's the worst part about having a fucking dog? Um, they mooch and they mooch and they mooch some more off you and don't even fucking pay rent. I was going to say, like, shit up to my uh, uh, kneecaps, but... No, well, that's that's usually children. But, I finally, mean, your dog can make you some money. What about my child? Yeah, you're yeah. fucked up. Okay. That. Uh, but, so, Keystone, everyone's favorite intellectual property stealing brewery... <laughs> Keep the key in Keystone. Uh, they still have stone on the can, so... They are rocking the stone with... What What the fuck is that on the can? Show hold that on, to me. hold on. Okay. So, they are releasing their new Keylightful Keystone Light. So, it's basically their take on... Their version of what Natty Light did with Natter Days. So, it's a Rattler with their base light beer as the beer with the juice in it. So, Keystone, why do you say things you know will hurt me? So, they're Keylightful. So to release this, they have a picture out right now with a pug wearing sunglasses and a button-up, like, kind of Hawaiian shirt. Uh, And they are running a competition right now um, to search for the Little Breezy Keezy Contest. Jesus Christ. (laughs) You know what? I changed my mind. I kind of want this virus to kill us all. (laughs) so they are gonna make they are allowing people to submit photos of their dog that they will put on the packaging in cans to be their mascot for that beer for a year all right if your dog does win you get a hunt or ten thousand dollars and a year's supply of key lightful the yeah. article on thrillist goes no one is going to say which of the two prizes is the one that's super alluring, but it rhymes with Ken Bland. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it, I do you have to take the, the lifetime supply of Key Lightful or... Dump it down the drain, recycle the cans, and go. That There you go. Uh, there are two different ways to enter Honestly, your I think, dog. I think one can of Key Lightful is my lifetime supply. Yeah. Uh... You can post a photo to their Instagram with a caption about why you're, why this is the dog of the year. Uh, you got to add Keystone Official, the hashtag search for Little Keezy, and hashtag contest to the post. Or you can email a photo of your dog to littlebreezykeezy at keylightful.com and tell them why your dog is tops in 100 words or less. It's the little breezy keezy that that actually oh, causes just, it actually causes things inside me to seize up, and I just I, I want to choke something. I want to choke it, something. It just proves just like how desperate Molson Coors is to keep up with AB InBev, because like we talked about, uh, and I think there is actually an update on this front of Natty Light running the promotion where if you send your degree in, they'll give you a hundred bucks. So, um. No, no update yet. Although you know, so yes, I did. Uh, I I did like send in the. Uh, I did go to the website and say I got a useless degree. We give me a hundred bucks. Um, when I by the time I got to it, they had already said no. We were full. But a little bit later, they they sent me an email going, "We're sending it out your way." So you know the we're sending the envelope out your way. Get ready to send your diploma. And I've not seen it. So I think so I'm still. We'll keep you posted on that. I think I'm still on the waiting list. My diploma is 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 going to uh, uh, remain on my wall, silently judging me for every bad choice I've ever made. So since Jeremy's already whored himself out to Big Beer once, 
this oh, month. With it Rouge is, and everything. It is my turn, so I will be submitting... Or having my fiance because I don't have an Instagram. Uh, <laughs> submit you my do dog. Too. We have an Instagram at it's all beer. <laughs> I don't think if we use it's all beer, we're gonna win. So you do, we're not not gonna win. Why? Why do you think that they would look at that and be like, no, no? Well, okay, we, there's not a lot of Keystone Light in that in, in, no. in that Instagram. So and if they happen to check a podcast, they'd be like, yeah, nope, these guys, nope. <laughs> I mean, is your fiance a big Keystone drinker? Does she post a lot of pictures of Keystone? No, but it's at least not tied to There's not there's, there, the there, podcast. There is no hashtag keep the key in Keystone anywhere in her Instagram. There may no. very well. That def, that hashtag definitely appears on our Twitter and Instagram, which you can find at It's All Beer. <laughs> so we will be submitting a photo of our dog to see if we can get him to finally pay fucking rent. Freeloader. Uh, <laughs> And we will keep you posted. All right. So, uh, uh, yeah, I guess uh, uh, I'll 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 try to I'll try to find some send me those pictures. I don't know. I think we'll have to do something with that on our Instagram. If not, uh, not sending them to Keystone. Maybe just like tangentially or something. You know, but super under the radar, just so they don't know who they're helping. I was gonna say I'm I'm gonna just take a picture of Jeremy in a dog costume and send it to Keystone. I mean, if you want to lose, just. <laughs> I could be the new easy uh, breezy, also, beautiful cover girl. I don't another, know. <laughs> <laughs> another update on some interesting marketing. Truly did announce uh, the winner of their Super Bowl contest. Yes. Truly and Rally. It was an elementary school teacher in like Kansas City. Big cheese fan. Uh, she didn't post a picture, but it was like this, this, this. Basically like. Uber home, sleep for two hours, go to work, uh, slam six coffees, and then she spent all that money on classroom supplies. So I'm like, okay. I. She had to teach the kids after drinking, so, watching the Super Bowl. So two things. Number one, respect for not murdering an entire class of kids because I think – I, if if you've been as hungover as we have, I think you could understand. I, I would have to understand, like, yeah, that that I, that's totally. And she like posted a picture in her classroom with like the supplies in like a Patrick Mahomes jersey. She's a huge Chiefs fan, so I was like, yeah, this girl was wrecked celebrating that Super Bowl. I can't imagine what. Probably what... how I felt on the flight back from New Orleans. <laughs> I can't imagine. I mean, imagine all right getting off that flight. I mean, escorted into a classroom full of screaming that children. That was one thing. That flight was probably the quietest flight I've ever been on. Because <laughs> it was everyone coming back from Mardi Gras, and they were just like, nope. <laughs> Don't speak. <laughs> just a silent just a silent flight of shame. Yeah. Just, just a whole bunch of people going, oh my god, I have to get tested. Oh, fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> but... So, outside of that update. All right. Uh, and then one little fun tidbit for you before we go. Okay. <coughs> Tyler's infected. Tyler's infected. All right. <laughs> Break down the quarantine. It's all over. We're all going to die. Uh, I'm buying toilet paper. <laughs> I'm I buying put it in Tito's to sanitize should, my hands. I should put it in my face. <laughs> uh, but... According to Brian D. Roth on Twitter, he ran the IRI numbers for White Claw in January and February. Okay. 
White Claw sold $212 million in those two months. With that kind of money, you could buy 60 commercial wind turbines, cover two years of expenses for the Republic of Palau, and pay almost (laughs) every American... You made that country up. (laughs) No, I didn't. Never heard of it. Uh, Pay almost every American $1 million. It also... Sold two times as many IRI dollars as these following hard seltzer families combined. So double all of these combined. Okay. Truly, Bud Light, Wild Basin, Upslope, Arctic Summer, Bold Rock, Omission, Pacer, Deep Ellum, Perrin, Two Roads, Peak Organic, Pacific Sparkling, and Platform. I mean, and also I'd like to point out um, you could have made uh, uh, what... uh, um what CBA made uh, in total last year at least five times. <laughs> oh! <laughs> and that's in the two slowest months of drinking in the year? Let's say, that's January and February. I want to be clear, that's what CBA made all of 2019. Five so, times. Five times. About. A quick back of the envelope. $44 million was there taken uh, was, was there, uh, taken 2019. So $4 million short of. Yeah. So, you know. Uh also, a fun little fact, because someone tweeted back to him and said, we can only conceptualize this in Olympic-sized swimming pools. Okay. He did the math of 12 ounces per can, however. Okay. And came out with, you could fill almost 21 Olympic-sized swimming pools with the amount of White Claw sold in chain stores in January and February. So this is not also counting in any bar, mom-and-pop shops, pop, mom-and-pop shops, or any independently owned. This is all major retailers. Jesus H. Christ. Son of a... That is a lot of barely... That barely flavored booze water. Yes. Um, that is... I mean, it's only a little bit... Uh, only a little bit more alcoholic than what's actually in an Olympic swimming pool. Yeah. So... And just a little bit more fizzy. Yeah. So, uh, wow. Yeah, that's... Massive. Like... They will break a bill. <laughs> I could see them with summer hitting two bill. So I guess if, what I guess what I'm saying here is uh, White Claw. If you're looking for a, a couple of uh, people to do a podcast and change about it all, White Claw, about nothing but White Claw, we I, got you. <laughs> I mean, we, let's talk. I will. We will. I will change this podcast to "It's All White Claw." It's all Claw. Uh, and we will just drink White Claw and cry. Um, and jump into money. Never mind, we won't be crying. We'll be jumping into Olympic swimming pools full of hard seltzer and then money. Um, and then, yeah, we will live. That may burn. <laughs> but for the meantime, this has been It's All Beer. Uh, you can find our Twitter feed at It's All Beer. We're on Instagram and Facebook. You can find uh, uh, the, what, find out what we're drinking, when we're posting shit, and where our article and what articles we're pulling this horse shit from. And uh, you can also get a hold of us if you've got any uh, craft beer news that you want to uh, to uh, 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 put on the uh, let us, want us to talk about. Uh, you can get a hold of us. It's all beer at gmail.com. And what the hell? I'm gonna throw this out there. Leave us a rating. I I, I think only iTunes and Facebook are the are, are the uh, are the preferred method of doing that. I still have a couple of coarse edges that I probably should just dump out. But um, Jeremy will chug a Corona. 
I mean, talking about the beer or the virus. Because I'm not going <laughs> to drop the virus in a Corona. Like a little lime. Like a little, like a, like a little deadly lime. Yeah, if tech season comes on and coronavirus is still sticking around, you got Corona with Lyme disease. Badooms. Alright, um, well, that'll be, I think, quite enough from us. I'm Jeremy Jones. I'm Tyler Zimmerman. I'm going to have a beer. Have fun. Do you have a key lightful dog? He could finally make you some money. Like, no, no. Do you have a t- Oh, fuck me. Do you have a key- Oh, fuck. This is going at the end of the episode. Every once in a while I'll put an Easter egg on. This is (laughs) what it usually is.